dear Glenjamin, as I write this, you probably already know that I am on my way to you. Nothing can stop me talking about movies with you. Every day I think about how you don't watch enough movies. It makes me laugh just thinking about how angry it makes me. All I know is I will be with you soon. And when I am, I will lean in and whisper in your ear. The following podcast contains spoilers for Ain't Them Body Saints. You have been warned. Miguel Magusto, I'm sorry to tell you that I I love you. Oh. And it's it's been so long since we last spoke to each other, but I, I couldn't go another day without letting you know. I did not watch too many movies. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm I figured. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto, as you heard. Yes. Yes. The- Hello, everybody. Hello, Michael. Hello. How are oh, you? Oh, peachy, peachy dandy. You know how it is. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I'm boring. I'm sorry. You are boring, yeah. I am the, just the most terrible person in the world. I don't even know why I'm on this thing. But regardless of said thing, it was kind of an exciting weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The Oscars happened. Yes, they did. And yes. although I didn't watch them, I saw who won and how many times some things won. Yes. And dear God, that makes my, my, my bridges uh, my, 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 my bridges get timbered. <laughs> you know, my shivers. The shivers are timbered. Yes. Yes, compared to last year, this Oscars were so goddamn wholesome. Yeah, they had to. Uh, they had to kind of reel it back from last year. Yeah, and go, like we not, need to fucking be good. <laughs> no one, no one even like cursed or anything. It was just like mm-hmm. people, people talking about how great everyone was. Uh, everyone that won seemed to really appreciate it. You know, you had Ki Ki Hui Kwan won for supporting actor, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, supporting actress, Brendan Fraser for uh, um, best, uh, best actor. actor, Michelle Yeoh, best actress. Then the Daniels, mm-hmm. the Daniels won for Best Original Screenplay, Best Directing, and of course Best Picture, which they also won with the producer Jonathan Wang or Wong. Uh, I believe it's Wong, um, but it is—it was just fun. It was a good time. Uh, I felt like Ki Hui Kwan was speaking directly to me during his speech. <laughs> it broke me. Uh, yeah, but very wholesome. And also, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front won a bunch too for a uh, for in a national feature. Yeah, definitely um, a bunch of deserved things that went down, and yeah. uh, you know, made me cry. Michelle Michelle Yeoh's uh, speech made me cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keys made me cry a little bit. Brendan's cried. Uh, God damn it, I was a big baby when I woke up this morning looking at everybody's fucking speeches. I was like, <laughs> yeah. uh, the thing that shocked me the most is um, when uh, All Quiet on the Western Front won international feature. They had uh, the two main actors in it who played Paul and Katz. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Uh, Felix Kammerer, who played Paul, and then Albrecht Schuck, who played uh, Katz. And it was uh, Felix Kammerer's first movie, and he's the lead. And God damn it, does he fucking roll that movie. movie. It's his first movie ever. Dear Lord. And he fucking killed it. He did. God damn. Killed a Uh, lot of things. But yeah, compared to last year, you know, with the slap and everything, this was so wholesome and much needed. Uh, And uh, yeah, probably the best Oscars 
at least since 2019 when Parasite won a lot. Yeah. Uh, the la- definitely the last time they got everything r- or as much right as possible mm-hmm. um, for that. So, yeah. The only, the only one that for me was questionable, I'm not saying that she didn't deserve it, but there was a few like others that I think could have gotten it. Jamie Lee Curtis winning. I feel like yeah. either Stephanie should have won or Angela Bassett. Yeah. In my opinion, probably should have got it. Uh, even Carrie Condon, but that yeah. one was a a uh, you've been here so long award, and also yeah. the movie you actually picked, you'll probably never be here again. <laughs> all those noms, honestly, any one of those could have won, and I I wouldn't have been upset. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not, not even I'm Jamie not even upset won. that Jamie uh, won, but I I just feel like there was other performances out of that bunch that were just a cusp yeah. better. Definitely, but uh, still, I'm not upset about it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was the Oscars. It was a good mm-hmm. time for that. Uh, but did you watch any movies? Um, so I finished Tar. Excellent movie. Uh, you know, Kate uh, Blanchett might be up for a goddamn Stony. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, she probably is for sure, but will she win it? Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, we watched Scream 6, which we have our opinions about there. That is up on the YouTube, though. And then, of course, I watched Ain't Them Body Saints, which we shall get into in just I a moment. I can't believe you watched another movie we watched together. Mm-hmm. You've got 65. You know what? I got <laughs> so fucking tired through that that I honestly it, I, I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I figured as much. And also, um, I always forget to rate them, so this yeah. is why I am the way that I am. It is the way that you are. Uh, uh, but, but yes, that is uh, also up there. There are whispers that the Academy still has a bunch to watch. Uh, hmm. before we do the Stonies. Uh, it may just end up being only two more before we do the Stonies. Uh, you know, they're very dedicated, half of the... the I mean, the they just Sto- really want to watch every single one. They got to yeah. try. Pieces of shit. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I, I had a, a relatively light week for me, of course, uh, that uh, I finished that German series Dark I was talking about mm-hmm. uh, last time, finished it up. Uh, really solid, really great, um, great series, and, and highly, highly recommend that to anyone that has Netflix. Uh, yeah, really solid. Very confusing at times, but it kind of wraps it up in a nice neat bow. Okay. Uh, and yeah, phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I watched Scream Six, which uh, of course we have a review for. Uh, Sixty Five, which is the Adam Driver time travel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we will probably have a review for that. Uh, you know, I, I'm planning on editing it soon, but if my uh, baby child keeps sleeping the way that he's been he's sleeping, being a silly freaking goose. Yeah, silly goose. Uh, it might might be some problems. Um, so yeah, probably by the time this is up, that re- review will be up. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I watch Ain't Them Body Saints. We'll get into that in a minute. Then for the final movie that Caitlin had to watch for the. Uh, Best picture showcase we were throwing for ourselves. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, Fourth time watching it for me. Still such a goddamn good movie. I bet. So good. Uh, And then finally, the last thing I watched was another rewatch. After the Daniels won so much, uh, I commented how... uh, I I shared the link for this movie and said Mm -hmm. that uh, three-time Academy Award-winning writer, director, producers, the Daniels... uh, made this and that three-time academy award winner writer producer director (laughs) daniel shiner gets stuck in the ass of three-time academy award winner writer producer director daniel kwan uh (laughs) so that was interesting ball yeah no one no one liked that i that that to me is just bonkers that that movie 
is there is them like they like I watched that when Swiss Army Man came out six uh, in 2016 seven years ago. Yep. If you told me that they were going to be three time Academy Award winning writer producer directors, I would have been like, I fucking wish. <laughs> e gasp. There's no yeah. way. <laughs> so I, I'm just so happy for them. It's such a great great thing going on for them. Uh, mm-hmm. They also, of course, did the uh, the music video for Turn Down for What, which you can see three-time Academy <laughs> yeah. Award winning writer, director, producer, gyrating in the air, Daniel Kwan, oh, yeah. of course. So it's fantastic. That uh, Interesting, but I'll rewatch it probably the 10th time I've rewatched it, honestly. It's so good. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen it, check that out. Uh, but yeah, without any further ado, let's get into Ain't Them Body Saints. Dear Ruth, I dreamed about you again last night. I hold your face in my mind. I think about your hair getting longer. I think about your belly getting bigger. I think about our baby girl. I shot someone. I think I shot someone. It's gonna be okay. All you gotta do is wait for me. I'm confused, Ruth. I don't know why you kids did what you did. What do you want to do now? I'm going to wait for him. It's going to be all over the news later. Thought best to you hear this from a friend. Hear what? I know you know I'm out, and I hope you know I'm coming for you. Just like I always said. I'm putting into all this right now all by myself. All I'd have to do is tell the truth. Whatever it is you've done, when I see you with your daughter, all I see is good. Maybe I'm just fooling you. People talk about regret, but I haven't got any. I traveled high and far, and now I'm close. I'm so close to you, I can almost reach out and touch your cheek. The tale of an outlaw who escapes from prison and sets out across the Texas hills to reunite with his wife and the daughter he has never met. Written and directed by David Lowry, it's starting, starring Rooney Mara, Casey Affleck, Ben Foster, and Nate Parker. Uh, other people are in there that you would probably recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rami Malek is in there. Um, yeah, that's probably big the, surprise the, the, on my yeah. end. The, of course, that was like before. This was in 2013, so it was like yeah. well before he became a, a big name. Uh, I had watched this originally... Uh, probably 2014 when the, whenever the Blu-ray came out, I bought the Blu-ray mm-hmm. uh, without seeing it and then watched it. Um, mainly because of the song and the trailer is so goddamn good. Because uh, back then I had disposable income enough to be like, "Hey, I like that song. Let me watch mm. this movie." It feels good. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that anymore because I'm not a, a child. Yeah, uh, I wasn't technically a child then, but you know, I was in my early 20s. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I put, the, I didn't remember too much about it, uh, except for, uh, a few things. And so I wanted to rewatch it, put it on my list and you happened to pick it last week. Yeah. Um, with my, with my little number game. Yeah. So since I didn't really remember too much of it, I'm going to kind of give my thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember the, one of the things I remember most the first time I watched it. Uh, I was really tired when I watched it, and I knew I was really tired when I watched it, so I always wanted to give it another another chance Yeah, uh, because I thought it was boring when I first watched it. Um, and uh, But I, I, I knew it was because I was tired. You, yeah. you know, things seem more boring. not because of the lovey-dovey that happens right in the beginning? No, no, not... Mm. not I mean, like, you throw violence into a romance movie, I automatically forget it's a romance <laughs> movie. That's how, how 
easy it is to manipulate me into liking a romantic film. Yeah. Um, but uh, so uh, yeah, I, I was really wanted to rewatch this and just put it, you know, put it on the back burner, and finally got around to it. And this time around, uh, I f- really, really liked it. I think it's still got some pacing issues that I I felt when I was tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a phenomenal. I believe it's his first feature from David Lowry, uh, who of course did um, a ghost story. Uh, oh, that's editor. Um, he did a uh, Peach Dragon. He's doing the new Peter Pan and Wendy movie, uh, Green Knight, of course. But this was yes, this was his he first. Did a lot of shorts. Oh, those are edits. My bad. Never yeah, this, it looks like this was his first feature, or at least very first, like big feature. Okay, so he had another one that you know looks like a very independent movie. Not that that's nothing, but this is like his first Saint Saint Nick. Yeah, this is like his first biggish movie with uh, well-known people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just to capture the romance the way that he did and and have this beautiful cinematography and everything uh i think he did a phenomenal job for a first feature it's not my favorite of his film uh, of his films but like you know i see where the uh the the talent was there and you know he was still developing it and everything so Mm -hmm. i'm really glad uh really glad i got to rewatch it because uh i really enjoyed it this time around yeah i think what got me right from the get-go was the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack. It made score. me buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> and holy shit, because right in the beginning, they do this little clapping number. I'm just like, I'm fucking sad sob stories going on. Not really sob, but it's a little sad story going on. This guy's getting fucking locked up for stealing money and shit. And then all you hear is like... Yeah. I'm like, oh, I was sitting, I was dancing, I was dancing in my chair. That's the song in the trailer, too. That song (laughs) is called Ruth and Sylvie. Uh, I believe the uh, composer is, oh, God, why did I even start when I didn't have it up? But uh, he's done done, um, the other films by uh, David Lowry. Oh, Daniel Hart. I don't know. Daniel Hart, uh, he did uh, Ghost Story um, and Green Knight, and I think uh, The Old Man and the Gun, too. Yeah, that uh, that really kind of grabbed me from the get go. I'm like, oh, we're gonna have that kind of, co- the kind of score going on, little soundtrack. Oh, we're gonna feel mighty good, mm-hmm. and uh, that that was really cool. The whole opening kind of setting up uh, the characters and all that uh, was solid. And yeah. then after that is where probably when you were getting the, your your sleepy is when it did change pace and it kind of took a little slow turn. Yeah. So you had this nice little. A little clappity in your ears, and then it kind of drove me away just a little bit. Not a, not enough to like obviously hate the film. The, the film is yeah. great uh, in every sense, but I think as as you were saying, as far as like the pacing pacing issues, is where it's it's really the only flaw with the movie, and it feels for some reason bigger in my opinion than it, I'm meaning it to sound. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's really just like a nitpick when, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. David Lowry always has slowly paced films. Uh, you and I talked about this many times on the podcast and on our channel. When we first saw a ghost story at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, we were like five minutes away from walking out. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, everyone knows the infamous pie scene where yep. Rooney Mara eats a pie in one take. It's like seven and a half minute long shot. After that happens, it picks up and then... 
it makes sense why the pacing was so slow in the beginning because it's really trying to make you feel yeah. this time that once the uh, uh, the main character is dead and a ghost, that's how he's feeling this time. It's not cut up like we're seeing it. He's mm-hmm. feeling it in real time. So it's it's a brilliant and very risky choice at the beginning yeah. because, you know, you and I who rarely walk out of movies, I've only done it once. I don't know if you've done it at all. I've uh, done it, I think, maybe three times. Yeah, I only did it for Ted 2. Ted 2. But that was mainly because there was very <laughs> annoying drunk people in there. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. They're annoying me. They're enjoying this more than I am. I'm not going to ask them to be quiet. I'll just leave. Funny. Um, one of them is Jungle Cruise, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, not because that, it was like, uh, not because it was a genuinely really, really bad movie. I was just, I was just tired of seeing. Oh, I gotcha. Of just, you know, them bickering back and forth. I'm like, I'm not in the mood for this. And yeah, I just, it gets repetitive I just left. After a while. Yeah. So um, I just have sex already, dear God, and then I <laughs> and then I left. I yelled that yeah. out loud in the theater. <laughs> the six, the six year old next to you was like, "Mommy, what's sex? <laughs> what um, is that?" <laughs> no, but he, uh, you know, he's known for his slow pacing, especially in his non studio films. He he's mm-hmm. always been this director that I admire that does like one for me, one for you. Uh, you know, he does like he did uh, he did this, and then he did Pete's Dragon, then he did a Ghost Story, uh, then. While not quite the same, he did The Old Man and the Gun, which is a little bit more of a big budget than uh, The Green Knight. The Green Knight's another one that's kind of... Uh, and then now he's following it up with Peter Pan. So he's he's mm-hmm. always... You could tell his mindset is, I want to tell the stories I want to tell, but I also understand that you have to play the game in order to get the stories you want to tell made. Yeah. Uh, so I've always admired that. He's not one of these uh, directors... That uh, and I hate to say this, but as much as I love Taika Waititi, makes like three or four independent films, gets picked up by Marvel and Star Wars, and yeah. does primarily that, with the exception of Jojo Rabbit, um, for you know, uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, although I think he has one coming out. But anyway, uh, so he I've, he's always just had a style that I've liked, where it's the slow burn movies. Uh, if uh, random street theaters listening here on YouTube. He always talks about how I always talk about how I like slow burns because I do. I mm-hmm. love slow burns, uh, and this is no exception. Um, you know, it's not good to watch it when I'm a sleepy boy, but yeah, there's. I think what I'm going to say is that if there was something else going on during you know him coming back from prison, and it's he's kind of just he's coming back from prison. He's trying to cover up his tracks and just you know get to his family and all this but there's like this little subplot where there's people trying to get to him i guess he what did they what did they what were they after him for did they just steal money from the people that were hiring them or something they um there's two things that they never they purposefully are vague about it yeah uh i read it as he owed them money okay and they knew he had money uh from robbing a bank yeah. Uh, Cause I don't think if he robbed gangsters that the police would have chased them. Yeah. Um. So. But uh. I, yeah. That's, so that's how I took it. There was this subplot where they, they didn't. They were super vague about why they were chasing him. You knew why, like money, but like you didn't know yeah. the reason, the whole reason why. They didn't give it to you. But yeah, they had that subplot. And because they didn't outright tell you what they're actually hunting him down for, or like who he crossed, or something like that, you're kind—it's of, kind of like in the back burner, and it doesn't feel 
right with what's going on. Mm -hmm. But like, if there was something more meaningful there, that pacing would have been like it felt a little more padded and not like it was like slow to me. Yeah, I'd and agree with, with that. And what's what's crazy is that it's, it's only an hour and thirty six minutes. It didn't feel like it was a long movie because of the pacing, but it just it just kind of it was like a lull. It was like uh, yeah, like uh, it still I, went quick, but it was just like uh. yeah. I think certain parts are really well paced. Like the last 20, 30 minutes goes by really fast, really fast. Uh, yeah, but then like the the middle thirty minutes is a little bit slow. First thirty minutes fast, middle thirty minutes slow, last thirty minutes fast. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so yeah, I, I definitely get that, that if, if it was a little less vague, there would have been more there to kind of make it a little more interesting. Yeah. Um, but I also think that that was done on purpose because the, you know, like anytime someone talks to Casey Affleck's character, he's always like creating these extravagant stories. You can tell that he has this fantasy of becoming like an outlaw, like Jesse James or whatever. Yeah. Uh, which is why I think he probably got this role because he's in the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, when he's he creates this very fanciful story about just walking out the jail mm -hmm. uh, when, and that's how he broke out. And then Nate Parker's character was just like, the news said you jumped off a work truck, which is a lot less cool than what he was saying. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the entire time he's trying to build these fanciful stories to kind of build himself as a legend. And it all culminates... Uh, you know, him continuing to build these stories at the end when Rami Malik, he 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 kind of makes Rami Malik drive him at gunpoint and mm -hmm. he's, uh, you know, he's shot, he's dying. And it's kind of sad in a way because he's saying, oh, you can tell your 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 dad that you uh, you picked me up. Uh, yeah, you know, he's that, like, that's make cool sure story. you tell your dad who 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 held you at yeah, gunpoint. And, and, and then Rami Malek was just like, I, who who are you? Who are you? And <laughs> yeah, and that you could just see that it like destroyed this idea that he had that he was creating this legacy that will be told, and that his death uh, ultimately wouldn't matter because his his name would be passed on. And mm -hmm. it's just so heartbreaking in a way, even though he's you know he did all these really stupid things to put himself in this situation. Yeah, it's heartbreaking in a way. That he thought he was this big, hot, shit, you know, outlaw, and and he's not even a blip on the radar of the majority of people. Yeah, uh, and I, I thought that that was a really awesome idea and and character uh, trait for for David Lowry to write him because mm -hmm. it, it added this level of heartbreak that when you see him just dying on on the floor of his I think it's his daughter's bedroom if not it's his, it's uh Rooney Mara's bedroom yeah that it, it makes you feel for him even though he did all these stupid things and and all that and uh you know you want him to live but no he's not going to mm -hmm. but at the same time Ben Foster who isn't the most underrated actor there probably is in the world uh he is such a a good man in this that you're like, it's probably the one romance film where like there's a, a third love interest where you're not saying don't go with him. You're probably like most people, especially me. I was just like Ben Foster's the dude for you. Like Casey Affleck. Yeah, I get you love Casey Affleck. I I understand why you want to keep him in your life, but mm -hmm. with with your daughter around, you cannot. Yeah, stay that's with not him. a it's not a life you want a for her to be raised yeah. in. And also, Ben's, Ben Foster was swooning me. He was this, he was yeah. sweeping me off my feet. That, that mustache was really making it for yeah. him. Yeah, like God damn. <laughs> but yeah, he's um, an un but, underappreciated actor. But they even had dialogue between themselves where it was just straight up like, "Listen, 
you know, I, I know what you did, I know what happened, I know he's, like, your guy and all that, but, you know, if none of that was there, I think you and me, we'd be boogie-boogieing, you know what I'm saying? I think he said that verbatim. Uh, did he say boogie-boogie? He did say, I think you and me will boogie-boogie. And I said, wow, this is groundbreaking information. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, it was, like, really just touching this, like, uh, this kind of middle ground that she's stuck in with wanting to run away with with Casey but and then yeah uh, and then Ben Foster's like mm, mustache time yeah. boogie boogie to the point like she knows that she has to think about it so she writes Casey Affleck's character a letter saying don't come find me mm-hmm. and then in in it says yet but like yeah. you can tell that she's leaning more I don't want you in our life anymore mm-hmm. um but like it's never like a, I hate you thing it's just yeah. it's it's honestly something that I really didn't appreciate until I was a parent I always hated this before I was a parent. People were like, oh, your your priorities change when you're a parent, but they really do. I mean, um, yeah, you've got a whole being to take like care of and yeah. all this now. If I remember correctly, I I don't want to say I full on hated the fact that Ben Foster was like trying to pick her up in with well, the first time I watched it, and this was ten years ago, so I definitely didn't have a kid. Yeah, uh, but like I was like, man, I'm, yeah, I get it, but you and Casey Affleck have something something going on, and now ten years later, I have a kid, and I'm just like, you cannot be with Casey Affleck. I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. care. You you got to do what's right for Sylvie. You go get that mustache, man. Yeah, you get that but, mustache. He's, he swooned me, a 33-year-old yeah. man <laughs> with a beard. With a beard. Um, but I, I think it's just an absolutely beautiful film, both cinematography, story-wise, and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't even care that's a romance film. I don't give a shit. Who who needs to know about that? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's a, it's a solid movie. There's not terribly a lot that I have to talk about. Yeah. Um, I guess because of the pacing and what what the content of it is, but it kind of just all explains for itself, you know. Yeah, just really. Really don't have to really talk too much about it. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I will say uh, before mm-hmm. we move on to the judgment is um, this movie inspired the shit out of me. Uh, oh. I I've been writing a script since probably December. Uh, I want to say, and have been stuck on a part for the past three weeks where I haven't oh. really moved forward at all. Yeah. Watch this movie. Fucking <laughs> uh, timelined the rest of my movie. There you I go. I haven't written it, but like I know exactly scene for scene what's going to happen the rest of the film. And that was the part I was stuck on. Like I knew how I wanted it to end, but there was like a middle 45 yeah. minutes that I had no idea what to do with. And watching this, it just came flowing out of me. That's like, awesome. And it was, it's magical. And that's only, the last time that that happened was uh, when I watched the movie Prospect, the Pedro Pascal movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a long time since that happened where like yeah. I watched a movie and then just writing came flowing out of me. Uh, so, you know, fucking woo for that. A big woo. Uh, <laughs> a big woo. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, David Lowry has a way of inspiring me like that. I, I absolutely love his work and. Uh, as much as I hate Disney, I'm excited for Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah. yeah. He is a goddamn body saint. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he mm-hmm. is. But, also, this this title oh. always fucks me up because I, I don't... <laughs> I always am like, ain't them body saints. Ain't them bodies... And then bodies feels weird, and then saints yeah. being plural. All, both of them are plural, and it, it fucks me up. Every, they're like, what movie are you seeing? Ain't them bodies saints? Yeah, that feels so weird saying out loud. They're from Texas. Texas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but that does it for our review for Ain't Them Body Saints. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be a unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, this was my pick, so I get to go first. Uh, you know, if you asked me 10 years ago, I probably would have been like, eh, it's it's good, but uh, I'm going to say no, ultimately. Um, but then I rewatched it and loved it, and uh, writing came out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, embarrassing how much writing came out of me. It's like, man, you ever just shit your pants in kindergarten and you're just like, just oh, man. just did. Oh, yeah. In kindergarten. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the, now, too. It's just as bad now. Probably yeah. worse now because you're not a child. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <Where am I? laughs> this, this is off the rails, but yeah, uh, I say just for the inspiration to game me alone, I would say absolutely goes on the shelf. Um, but I understand it's not a movie for everybody because of the pacing issues in the mm-hmm. middle, but I, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for the most part, this soundtrack hit me like real quick. And for the most yeah. part, the movies, the movie's good, uh, but like, uh, I don't know. I just don't think it's on the cusp of making it to the shelf for me. Okay. Sadly, I think it's solid, but just not enough to put on that bad boy. I understand wholeheartedly. Yeah. I probably would have said the same thing had it not inspired me to write. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a beautiful film. Highly suggest people check it out, even though it does not go on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Mm. Uh, so that does it for Ain't Them Body Saints. That brings us to our assignment for next week. Glenn, Jumpman, oh. Button. Whoa. It's me. It is your week to pick what movie we're watching. And uh, by that, what are we watching? Uh, I had Mike select a number between one through eleven. I had eleven movies lined up because I didn't know what I specifically. You're wanted stealing to watch. my idea. Yes, it's true. Uh, That's I fine. went. Th- it had been a while since I updated kind of my uh, my watch list on all the uh, on all the sites, all the services. Mm-hmm. So I, I quickly I went through all of them updated it a little bit and then i went through and i kind of just picked out i had one ready and then i was like "Mm, let me look at the lists again and then i devied them all out and you got you got to pick technically which one um so you picked nine out of eleven which in my head saying that out loud should not have been as weird as that was but uh you went with the movie the rental from 2020 rated r uh Two couples rent a vacation home for what should be a celebratory weekend getaway. Directed and written uh, by David Frank or David Frank, Dave Franco. Yeah. Uh, also also uh, written by Joe Swanberg and Mike Dembski. It stars Dan Stevens, Allison Brie, uh, Sheila Van, Jeremy Allen White, our boy, yeah, yeah. and Toby Huss. Everybody else is kind of like background characters, it seems. Anthony um, Molinari is the cop that gets blown into confetti and everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> what a perfect man he is. Yes. Um, but yeah, so this is this kind of popped up in my Netflix feed, and I was like, oh yeah, why not? Fucking, I love Allison Brie. She's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be on Netflix, like I said. It is also on AMC for subs, DirecTV for subs, uh, and other places to rent, but mostly if you got Netflix, you got this bad boy. Let me show you out back and then I'll get out of your hair. The stars are insane out here. I should have brought the telescope. What do you need a telescope in the city for? Unless you're like a peeping Tom or something. (laughs) 
me that's not a camera. Get through the night. We leave first thing in the morning. What's going on? So yeah, this this is this is this is gonna be the movie we're gonna watch. Yeah. I'm I'm mainly excited because uh, Jeremy Allen White. Once I saw he he was in this, I'm like, holy shit, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. Let's I also love Dan Stevens, uh, of mm-hmm. course, friend of the podcast, uh, Apostle, yeah. the yep, the yep. movie that I talk about every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's in that. Uh, Allison Brie, of course. Everyone in it so far, I, I I dig. Also, Dave Franco directing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. and that guy's pretty cool. Yeah, he is. Uh, so the rental is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we rent a nice little house on the beach or on the cliff or on the water. Oh, so And magical. maybe fall upwards, it looks like. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Oh. It's true. Oh. I don't know the rest of the words. I just know the melody goes mm. like this. Gee, That's yeah. from West Side Story. I don't know why. <laughs> I was just humming randomly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sorry for that, everyone. But also, you're welcome because I have a voice of velvet. Like a little baby angel. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.